What's up, everyone? Pro. They uh doing this outside, and I have a habit of wanting to talk low, but I obviously can't because I'm podcasting and uh, videoing. But the uh, WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment or World Wrestling Federation, <laughs> have been doing this uh, documentary called The Undertaker's Last Ride. Actually, I think it's just called Last Ride. And uh, so it's all about The Undertaker's last few years in wrestling. Here, what's been going on in the last few years with him. And, uh, you know, it took, took us through his um, botched matches in Saudi Arabia. Um, one with uh, Kane, Kane, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. Uh, and then uh, another one with Bill Goldberg, where Goldberg... Him and Goldberg just weren't in the shape they were in at one time. And Goldberg picked uh, Undertaker up for a move that Goldberg used to do you know, quite easily on guys bigger than The Undertaker. And he essentially dropped Undertaker on his head, uh, barely missing his head. And Taker landed on his upper back, lower neck area. So, what you had there was um, a lot of disappointment from The Undertaker in his performances and his physical condition. Uh, Then he had a good match at, uh, it was called Extreme Rules. Um... It was uh, Taker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and uh, Drew McIntyre. And Taker said, you know, that match went really, really well. And he told Vince afterwards he thinks he's done. And uh, so, you know, Vince McMahon says, well, I'll follow your lead. And so... It comes up, uh, him and AJ Styles are good friends. And, you know, Michelle McCool, who still looks really hot, uh, is in this. And, you know, she's talking about uh, AJ and his wife and their kids and, you know, Taker's kids uh, all hanging out together. And AJ brings up the idea of doing something with Undertaker at WrestleMania this year. Well, as we know, you know, WrestleMania and all other sporting events basically got shut down from the virus. So you end up with what is a a, a movie fight between AJ and The Undertaker. And it was called a Boneyard Match 
where they found a house with a barn where it was still sort of in a residential neighborhood, I guess. And, uh, you know, Michael Hayes uh, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley or Triple H or Paul Levesque, whatever you want to call him, they all go out there and say, oh, this isn't going to work. This just can't work. So the WWE's prop department, you know, turns this into an old graveyard-looking place with a barn. Um, and it looked totally different 24 hours after they started working on it and so on. And Undertaker and AJ Styles had this great fight scene in this yard. Well... Now it seems like that's going to be Undertaker's last match. Um, and it's a good note for him to go out on back-to-back -back good matches. Um, I try to think of, like, Undertaker memories. I remember when he debuted. Um, I think it was... Technically, it was, like... It was at Survivor Series, and he was the mystery partner for the bad guy team. And I think he ended up winning the match for them. Uh, you know, and he was brought in, uh, you know, with um, much, you know, fanfare. You know, who is going to be this mystery partner? And then out walks this, you know, 1800s looking. Uh, mortician, giant, three, you know, six, eight, three hundred pounds, uh, and you know he was wearing makeup to make him look dead, and uh, it, it was just uh, the next day at school. That's what we were all talking about. Uh, then you know he had like a lot of casket and buried alive matches with different people. Um, And then he had, uh, it was called an Inferno match where there was fire around the ring. And uh, either you know him or Kane had to set one or the other on fire. And that's how the winner was determined. But he was, Mark Calloway, or The Undertaker, or whatever you want to call him, was smart enough to know that his gimmick was getting old. He was feeling like it was getting old, so he said, well, how must the fans feel, right? So he changed from the dead man into the American badass for a few years. And I thought, oh, okay, that's cool. It goes with the the way wrestling was going. It was becoming more, like, reality-based. And that was more like Mark Calloway showing through. You know, he was... Uh, a bouncer at a bar before he got into wrestling and uh, things like that. So, you know, that was his personality turned up to 10. Then, you know, later on, after a few years, the American Badass gimmick started to wear thin and out comes the gong and he's now the dead man again. Not many people can pull put that pull that off to you know change their gimmick and then change it back. Um, you know Hulk Hogan barely did it, but 
even when he was portraying a bad guy, he was still popular with the fans. He made being a bad guy cool, along with Scott Hall and Razor Ramon. Or, I mean, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Uh, so, this is, you know, the way The Undertaker's been. He's lived that Undertaker gimmick and protected the gimmick, the brand, or whatever you want to call it, of Undertaker for all these years. And in the last couple years, you've seen him doing things on social media. Uh, you know, his wife's allowed to post pictures of him and their kids in, uh, you know, casual settings like at the zoo and different places. And it's, you know, you're starting to wonder why, why is he like not protecting his gimmick anymore? So it's basically because he's now become more comfortable with the idea of retiring. And one thing that's helping him make the transition is. I guess he's been going to the WWE Performance Center and working with, you know, the bigger wrestlers, the guys that are maybe a little heavier, a uh, little taller, teaching them how to work as a big guy, not just, you know, go out there and, oh, look at me, I'm great big, you know, how to work. And so, you know, he's doing that, and I, I guess, you know, today... As I was watching the documentary, you know, my Facebook started blowing up uh, with the news article, Undertaker announces his retirement. And today was the fifth and final installment of the documentary. So, you know, it's been a great ride uh, with The Undertaker. Um, if I, I mean, evidently, the AJ Styles Boneyard match was his last match, and it was a great one to go out on. Because, you know, it was pre-taped. You know, they admitted they stopped filming a few times. Like when he cut his arm open, punching out the window of a hearse and stuff. But, you know, it was a, a good way for him to go out. It was a gimmick match. Uh, he brought out Mark Calloway, the real person. He brought out a little of the American badass uh he dressed like the American badass. He rode in on a motorcycle. But in the end, you know, he throws AJ Styles into the grave and buries him. So he's back to The Undertaker. So he went through, you know, three phases of his personality or character uh, in one match. So uh, thank you, Taker, for 30 years of entertainment. Uh, it was a great, great ride. Um, you get to now hang out with hot Michelle McCool every day of the rest of your life. So, <laughs> he's done pretty well for himself. So, with that, I just wanted to do a quick Undertaker tribute. Because he's, you know, been a big part of wrestling. And... You know, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm a wrestling mark. I'm a, uh, an Undertaker fan, even when he was beating up Hulk Hogan. You know, of course, he'll always be known for throwing Mick Foley off the Hell in a Cell. When J Jim Ross, the play-by-play -play guy, screamed, that, my God, they killed him. 
you know so with that you know god bless you thanks for watching uh, remember to pray for one another have a good night